You're listening to Leave in the Ring, and you're about to listen to Hispanics Causing Panic. Thanks to those joining me live and to those that will be joining me and Chief Bucky on Archive. Make sure you throw a jab at the like button. First of all, we got a great show for you lined up today. All right, let's get to those 50 likes by the end of this video. We're listening to Archive again. Also, jab the like button. All right, we're going to just touch quickly on the weekend aftermath. Uh, and does Dilly White deserve a rematch with Povekin? Right, no more fight camp. But what do we got to do about fixing the grass? Casa Sue, son, uh, defeated Jeff Horn. We're going to definitely touch on that. Jose Ramirez versus Victor Postal. And, of course, that road to the undisputed 140 pounds. Are we boxing fans going to get blessed by the boxing gods for that? And, of course... The dumpster juice of the week. We're going to touch on that, of course. And then we got some Theo Meters going to give us a prospect watch on who to watch out for. Young Latino fighter for the future. The segment is back. And Canelo, is he the savior of boxing? According to Oscar DeLoya, he is. This is Hispanics causing panic. I'm your host, D-Style Boxing. I'm being joined by Chief Funky, of course. And we'll be back after this. Panic causing at the end of that clip there and shout out to everyone listening on the leave it in the ring network as well chief fuck you how's it going man it's going well man i just uh got in my uh my rounds on the bag you know and uh feel good man a little sweaty but i feel good ready to get in this uh hcp for the week yeah man definitely no no uh no doubt. Make sure you guys again throw jab in my like button. Who's down with HCP? Every last homie. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. And you know me. E. Woodson's in the chat. I had work. Finally caught HCP chat from the start. And we appreciate it. Stay here. Throw a jab at the like button. We got Chicano Profit. All right. On here as well. Get that word out, man. I can share this video to all your social media platforms to support Hispanics causing panic. And of course, we all know that it's all about Hispanic causing panic. HCP Hollywood, you funky. You know what I'm talking about? Nah, 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 baby. Wolfpack, Wolfpack. All right, man. The texting on here is saludos. D style, Chief Funky, and everybody. Hey, Chief Funky, let's, let's talk about what were your favorite moments this weekend, man? Favorite fights. Well, you know, I had a real good weekend, man. Uh, you know, all of my predictions came out the way that uh, they should, you know. <laughs> what can I say? You know, I'm on a roll right now. But um, I'd have to say my favorite moment of the weekend was definitely seeing 
Alexander Povetkin sleep Dillian White in Eddie Hearn's backyard. Man, that was just a thing of beauty. And, um, you know, that was my favorite moment, man. I think that was a knockout of the year. Wow. Knockout of the year. Okay. So far. Uh, we got a few more months, but so far. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we got a ways to go, man. I could think of – you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. That probably is the knockout of the year, especially because how, how it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an underdog. No one really expected it to happen. Everyone was – even the commentators were counting out, you know, Povekin. And before he knew it, boom, and it was a wrap. And I got to tell – I got to say this, you funky – I think the announcers did a disservice to what Povekin was doing in that ring, bro. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it was atrocious uh, commentating. Um, but, you know, what else do we expect? You know, uh, these guys thought Dillian White was going to go in there and run through this guy. But, um, you know, it didn't happen. But they just they just somehow ignored all the work that uh, Povekin was doing. And not only that, but a lot of these guys out here that. Yeah. You cut off there, Chief Funky. I don't know what happened there. Uh, it looks like Chief Funky cut off. But uh, Texas says, I hope that's the last yeah, time. It was a setup, man. It wasn't a lucky punch like some of these guys are trying to say. It was set up. Yeah, he set it up. Absolutely. The text says, I hope that's the last time we see fights in that backyard. You know what? I actually enjoyed the fights in the backyard. It was better than in a dark room. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather see fights in front of a crowd and stuff like that. But, um, Speaking of that, they're taking off everything from fight camp, you know, and then the, the grass, you funky with it. That hurts you, man. When you saw that. Hey, yo, G, fuck you there. I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, just try to jump back on G funky. Just try to come back in. Uh, I don't know what happened there. All right, uh, Chicago Prophet, it's my knockout of the year so far. It definitely is a hell of a knockout uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, the, the way it was set up, it was beautiful. Look, I I had to fight pretty tight. You know what I mean? And, and, and look, Dillian definitely was winning the fight, in my opinion. But Povekin was in the fight. He was landing good body shots. Even the first time he got knocked down, he was pressuring uh, Dillian White, you know, and um, – the knockdowns won in the round, but I still saw a lot of the stuff that Povekin was doing. All right. Chief Funk, you there? Yeah, man. Sorry about that. You know, there's been a lot of uh, internet problems in this in the area where I'm at, man. A lot of people I know have been complaining about it. So, yeah, my mistake, man. Well, it's not my it's fault. Not but, you know. Shit. I, I know that there's uh, it's Ash Wednesday every Wednesday in California right now, so I got it. <laughs> All right. A uh, Chicano Prophet, it's my uh, knockout of the year so far. Taco on here says uh, Povekin was losing, uh, bro. Lucky punch. Well, I mean, you could say it if you wanted, but it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, he still won. It was set up at that level of boxing, man. There is no luck, bro. All right. Exactly. You have, you have to set that punch up at that level. There was nothing lucky about it. Don't, don't take away from Povekin. He set it up, he landed it, and, and that's it, bro. And at the end of the day, like, no matter what you say, it happened anyway, right? So right. you have two choices. You, you could choose to believe that it was luck or you could just accept the fact that at that level of boxing, if you respect the sport, don't dumb down the sport and have respect for the highest level in boxing. At that level, you set it up. It's skill. 
and he set it up. Okay, he set his ass up and knocked him out. That, that's just what I, uh, the way I saw it. A text in the commentators were overlooking the hooks from Hovekin too. Uh, like, it's not like he was missing every punch. He was partially landing some of those over the guard. I mean, that does accumulate over the course of a fight. And the thing is, you funky, I've seen Hovekin fight plenty of times. And I got to tell you, bro, Povekin has looked like that many times, and he still goes to 12 rounds against Marco Huck, against Hunter a couple times. It looked like he's maybe not going to make it through the fight. It's just the way kind of Povekin looks at times. It looks He looks like he's about to be out of there, but he isn't. You know what I mean? And he couldn't have been that much out of there because he landed a sweet uppercut and put the dude down. You know what I mean? Like a dead dog. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think people are overlooking um, what Pavekin was doing in there. I mean, from the very start of the fight, you've seen him throwing, setting up shots to the body, left hooks to the body. And and that left hook, let me tell you, was landing through those first four rounds. Even in the round where he got dropped twice, he was still landing that right. shot. And um, that's that, to me, that's what set up that left that left uppercut. He shot, he shot a, a power jab, tried to get it through the guard of, of White. He dipped down low, and you can see it on. I mean, just go back and watch the replays. You'll see Dillian White drop that right hand down to protect his body. And instead of bringing that hook to the body, he shot it straight up through the middle, and it was good night. So I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear about this lucky punch stuff, man. These guys are just, you know, it's sour grapes. Uh, It's weak. And yeah, it's very, very weak, man. He set it up, man. I mean, it's weak. And, you know, just accept it, dude. Like, that's it. Like, look, I said I had Dillian White a hit. G-Funky thought, you know, Povecki was winning the majority of the round. So, Taco, you got to be a little more specific on who you're talking to. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I saw what I saw. I mean, people were overlooking what Povecki was doing. Povecki set him up beautifully and knocked him out. Okay? That's just the way it is, dude. Right? It's not like you're making it seem like Povecki closed his eyes and just, just threw a wild shot. Hoping it landed. No, that shit was set up, bro. All right. Well, shout out to Stormer B Man. It says salute to HCP and a chat with a beer out there. Saludos. All right. E. Woodson says, if I was doing okay, but Povekin's experience is the key. No luck when you watch it on absolute. All right. That's right. My God, those, those things must be sour, bro. <laughs> like, goddamn, like sour pads, sour grapes. You know, oh, like, yeah. what's going on over here, bro? <laughs> like an old limey shit. Like, what's going on over here, too? Right. I mean, I, was, I I said this, man, when I was live. I was never impressed with White. Um, he's never done anything to impress me. Um, he just, to me, he just looks very, very uncoordinated, you know, the way that he moves around the ring. Um, I mean, he the to me, the, this well, it was like this. The first round was close. Now, I scored him for Pavekin, but that was a close round. It was kind of a fill-out round, very slow round. I think the next two rounds, he was winning the rounds with body shots. People just ignore the body work that the man was doing. So, you know, it, he Dylan White obviously got a 10-7 round in round number four. So, um, you know, the scorecards were close. It's not like Dylan White was blowing him out either. So, if, you know, if you want to say, well, Pavekin wasn't winning, but, I mean, was White really winning too? You know, the fight could have been even at that point. And then, bam! Uppercut. Good night. So, hey, if he wants, if he wants that smoke again, he get knocked out again. But um, I don't think. Uh, honestly, I don't think he deserves it, in my opinion. But you know, we'll see what happens. He Watson says uh, White was doing okay, but Povekin's experience is the key. No luck when you watch it, honestly. 
All right. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And uh, shout out again to everybody in the chat. All right. Uh, make sure you throw a jab and my like button. Stay here. We got a great show for you. We're going to go over some things for you here. Um, let's go ahead and talk about what um, Casa Sue, mm. son, his son, I'm sorry, Tim Zoo, did his thing over there in Australia in the land down under, G Funky. The land down under. Did his thing, man. What 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 are your early what are your thoughts? I'm sorry about the fight. How did you see the fight? And uh, what are your overall thoughts? Well, uh, I did get my ass up early, <laughs> but I'm you know I'm not going to act like I just got up early. I'm always up that early here. Uh, Five a.m. The fight started, um, and you know I didn't do a breakdown or prediction on this video because I've never seen Tim Zoo fight before. So this is actually my first time getting a look at him. I mean, I've seen Jeff Horn fight a few times. So, you know, I know what he was all about. But, um, you know, Horn was his typical self. Um, he went in there, very awkward, um, moving around, uh, leaping in from these odd angles, dipping real low, uh, grabbing and grappling and rabbit punching and things like that. Uh, to me, it seemed like what he was trying to do early on was trying to frustrate uh, Zoo. And try to get into his head. He's a young man. Uh, this is his first big fight. And um, it didn't work, man. And that impressed the hell out of me. For a guy that young in the game. To go in there. And deal with that kind of stuff. And to stay calm. Stay cool and collected. And stick to the game plan. Uh, figured out a way to time Jeff Horn. Jumping in like that. Uh, not only with great straight right hands but also nice left uppercuts to the body that he was landing on horn while he was jumping in. Um, you know, the footwork, he was, he was taking these little steps back, uh, getting out of the way of, uh, those, those leaping attacks and, uh, and, 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 uh, hitting him with, with shots. I thought it was beautiful, man. Um, I was very, very impressed with what I seen from Tim zoo. Um, he was a machine in there, man. He just kept coming, kept coming. Didn't matter what uh, uh, Horn was trying to do to uh, frustrate him, to try to bust up his rhythm. He just kept to the game plan, kept his head. And those are the type of things right there that, uh, you know, you can't teach a fighter to do. You know, you, you can't teach someone to stay calm uh, when they're when they're out there in the middle of the ring. The line uh, of fire, yeah. Yeah, you, that's, that's, that's something that you just have naturally, man. And, you know, that could take you a long way in, this, in the sport of boxing, you know. Uh, I thought it was a great performance. I was very impressed. Uh, now it's his turn to uh, go on to the world stage like Jeff Horn did after he got his uh, victory over Manny Pacquiao. Um, I would love to see him in there with any of these guys uh, at the, the back half of the top 10 at 154 pounds yeah. to see how he does. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with him. I think, uh, again, the – the speed that he has on his punches is a little bit faster than his dad. Uh, I don't think he hits as hard as his dad did. His dad had that, that kind of one-punch knockout power with that right hand, you know. Uh, he doesn't have that kind of power, but he's got real good power. You know, you got to respect it. Um, you know, the speed and the footwork was good for me. And uh, the chin, you know, he did take some good shots from Horn also. So, um, you know, he took them. You know, he didn't seem to be hurt by anything, didn't seem to be bothered by anything. So I think he's a tough out for anybody, man, at 154 pounds. I say don't beat anybody, but I think he's going to be a tough, 
tough opponent for just about anybody. And if he continues to build on what he's already got going, man, he could be dangerous in the future, man. I like what I saw. I hear you, man. Absolutely. The Stormy V-Man says, what you've described is why I've said fighters like White need to stiff for competition because he fell for the okey-doke. Fighting low-level ops is what uh, wouldn't ha- that that wouldn't have happened. H.E. prevailed due to stronger background. A Texan says, very fundamentally sound like his father, but prefers to make his own name. I'm impressed with how someone so inexperienced can handle that physical pressure too. He would say Tim, Sue, and his dad's patients automatically. I see the similarities. While it is blood and blood, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, so he's going to definitely have a lot of his dad's traits. In some cases, sometimes the sons are either better than the dad, like, like, but that's usually when the dad wasn't like that very, real, real big name, you know, or didn't have an opportunity to expand on his career. Kind of like Floyd Sr. And then you have Floyd, you know, Jr. But that, that's the exception. You know, um, you usually, I mean, you have uh, Ronald Hearn, Chavez Jr. They don't live up to that name. And the reality is it's going to be pressure there because now just like Chavez Jr. just inherited a uh, popularity from his father. So is Tim Zhu. But I think the right answer here, the right thing for Tim Zoo to do is to embrace it. Okay, when when somebody tells him, "Yeah, man, you're just here because of your dad," the right answer is not, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm my own man." And that's not what you say, bro. This is boxing. That's those book sale. You know what you do? You look at it. You look at that dude in the eye and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah." Casa suit was my dad. Who the hell was your dad? All right. Your, mm-hmm. What was your dad doing? Was your your dad? Sh- he was shining my dad's shoes. Okay. Your dad wasn't shit. Okay. Yeah, I am royalty. I am boxing royalty. That's what I am. Okay. That's the right answer. Because I remember, dude, Chavez Jr. He was confronted by that by by Sergio Martinez. And he was like, no, no, I'm the first Chavez Jr. I'm not the son of Chavez. Like, he, he was such a pussy in, uh, when it came to that. A Texan, I would like to see how Tim deals with the pure boxer now. Rizlan de Lara, he checked off grit for me. Now I want to see how patient he is with the boxer. How about that, Chief Monkey? Rizlan de Lara versus Tim Zhu. What do you think? Man, he kind of read my mind. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, you know, because we're going to talk about Islani Lara later. Um, but uh, I would like to see how Lara looks. Uh, for me, in his last couple fights, he's looked like a guy who's uh, starting to decline. The legs aren't there anymore like they used to be. So I think that uh, an Islani Lara is, a, is a, good, a good step up for him, uh, a good crossover fight for him. Um, you know, it's a, it's a name. You know, Lada's been in there with some guys who, you know, people have felt like he uh, came up on the short end of the stick when it came to, right. uh, to judging and things like that. So that's a good name for him to get in there with and, and test out the waters here uh, in the United States. So I like that matchup. Absolutely. You got to tune into the HCP 24, August 26th edition. 100% boxing talk on here. We appreciate the likes. You know, um, and all that good stuff. So make sure you throw a jab at the like button. Uh, Lara's ready to run it back with Cinnamon, says Taco. I don't think he's ever going to get that rematch. Plus, Lara ain't going to do shit to Canelo now. He's got no legs, bro. Okay, Canelo would destroy him right now. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, Anyway, shout out to Kazasu. He runs Australia now, G-Funky. What's up? He's the king of a continent, bro. Yeah. He's the guy. Uh, Jeff Horn was that dude, but uh, 
Tim Zhu made that dude quit on the stool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the guy, man. So I want to see, man. I want to see him make that crossover. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, like I said, I was really impressed yeah, sure. with, with the young kid, man. Yeah, we got Blood Boxing on here. It's just, uh, uh, what's up, y'all? Absolutely. How's it going? Chicano Prophet said, yeah, Canelo's six-year-old leftovers will be a good test for this young man. Damn, bro. This is just coming on here doing his thing. Later on, we're going to talk about if, if Canelo is the savior of boxing. Because according to Oscar De La Hoya, you know, the only thing the sport missing, Chief Bunky. All right, we're not going to talk about it right now, but we're just previewing it. You know, the only thing missing is the fact that Canelo ain't around. We got to be talking about Canelo. Dude's just, just hitting the jab right now and leaving the damn conversation. So maybe we should talk about Canelo. Okay? Because every single time, ah, we want you guys to talk real boxing. Okay? <laughs> Come on. Where, where the fuck you guys at? All right? Anyway. I don't. I don't want to hear complaining when we're talking about Canelo and your asses are here. Okay, we're talking other boxing. All right, you're just just waiting for that. All right, I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, so maybe the lawyer's right, you funky. Maybe 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 he's up to something. You know, maybe he's making a lot of sense. I don't know, but we'll talk about that. Check it out, Jose Ramirez. He's from near your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, about three, three and a half hours from where I live. Yeah. Yeah, and, and check it out. Jose Ramirez versus Victor Postal, bro. That's the fight. The tackle was like, yup, it's all about Canelo, bro. Like, we're going to hold up on Canelo. Okay, just like chill out. We'll talk about Canelo in a little bit. Okay, Joe Lopez, 40 ounce in the house. How's it going, Joe Lopez, 40 ounce? He says, Austria is a used car salesman. Damn, bro. Damn. <laughs> right. Jose Ramirez, bro, unified champ going up against former champ Victor Postal. Hey, man, let me tell you something. That This is just one roadblock, and I hope are the boxing gods going to grace us, you funky, because the boxing gods are unforgiving. The Okay. However, sometimes they bless us. Will they bless us either later this year? Or next year with an undisputed fight at 140 pounds with against a Scottish dude, Josh Tater, who is no joke, right? Are we going to get that unification fight? What do you think? I mean, first he's got to get through Victor Postal, all right? But are we going to get that undisputed fight, Chief Funky? Is that fight going to happen? Are we going to be graced by the gods? Is it going to happen? I think it is, man. I really do. Um, I'm hearing all the right things from both guys. So I'm hoping if uh, Ramirez can get past Postal and Taylor, I know he's fighting somebody. I'm not sure who it is. But um, if he can get past that guy, I think we're going to get unification, man. Right. And and I spoke to you about this off the record, but I'm going to bring it up real quickly. Um, Ramirez could be the first Mexican fighter. I know this sounds weird, but he could be the first Mexican fighter to hold all four major belts in one division. Damn. Now, that, that doesn't mean that any that a Mexican fighter has never been undisputed. I mean, we've had uh, a lot of guys, uh, obviously, Olivares, uh, uh, Saldivar, um, somebody else. I forget who else it was. Uh, oh, Chuchu Castillo. Uh, that's back when they had like two belts. I believe it was a WBC and the WBA. Uh, but n- but no Mexican fighter has ever held the WBC, uh, WBO, IBF, and WBA titles at one time. 
Oscar almost did it when he fought uh, Hopkins, but he lost that fight. But he almost did it. But uh, uh, I just want to throw yeah. that out there, man. You know, he didn't almost do it. I don't think he was ever in that fight. But but I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, he had a chance to do it. They, you know, he had an opportunity. Let to, me to tell you, bro. <laughs> Chavez has a corrido, bro. He's got that, you know, the tres coronas, bro. What, what do you mean? There, there was no WBO in those days. Yeah, I know. You know so, I know. So it is what it is. You know what I mean? But I get it. He's trying to throw some accolades for your boy over there in Cali. Okay. So, That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a little, you know, you know, you, you know what I know what you're doing. I know what you did right there. Tomorrow, throwback Thursday. All right, 8 p.m. Eastern with Blood Boxing. Make sure you're there and make sure you're square. All right? All right? Uh, check it out, man. Now, yeah, almost, you fucking. Like Stormy B, man, just said almost. Hey, you get a chance. It's an almost, in my opinion, man. You know, because anything can happen in a fight. I mean, we know how the fight turned out. But um, he had an opportunity to make history, you know? When he Absolutely. Joe Lopez four down says Ramirez and Taylor are promoted by top rank, so it should happen. Check out yesterday's show with um with Ashy Knuckles. All right. Th- th- that, that was a great show, man. Make sure you guys check that out. A puncher's chance. And right now, of course, you're tuning into Hispanics causing panic. All right. And and you just heard it right there. I'll be there. Look at this. You see, you see, oh, right yeah. Song, bro. Look at this. I'll be there. Anyway, uh, just shout <laughs> out. <laughs> um, let me say this. Bruce goes in the chat. How's it going? Chat out. All right. Uh, right now, blood's like, man, I ain't, I ain't coming in no more. Like, <laughs> 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 no, but uh, Jose Ramirez, Victor Posto, bro. Let me say it this way, bro. Look, look, man. I have nothing but love for Tans Crawford. Okay. My opinion, best pound for pound in the world, bro. However, you cannot keep living off of, oh, I was undisputed. Oh, I beat this guy and that guy. Because you know what happens eventually? Other people start beating the dudes you beat. All right. And it starts hurting your resume. All right. It's not going to look like, let me tell you something, man. I, if, if what I think is going to happen happens, you're going to see yet another flood because this happens every time. And I kind of want to have a conversation about this. Look, I, I think Jose Ramirez is going to come out, bro. Right? And and, and I, I think he's going to beat the shit out of Victor Posto. That's what I think is going to happen. Right? You know, uh, first of all, I hope Robert Garcia doesn't test positive or false positive, whatever, again. It seems to be happening a lot to him. Because if he's in the corner, man, they're going to have a game plan with Postal. Postal fights in one gear. I'm not saying it's a bad gear, all right? However, Ramirez is going to – I think it's going to be too much for Postal, bro, all right? Postal will provide some resistance. He will win some rounds. But I think Ramirez either wins a wide decision like eight rounds to four or stops him late. It's what I believe, okay? Am I a little too far-fetched there, T-Funk? Does that sound about right? Yeah, I mean, I think the fight is going to end in a stoppage. Also, um, I made I dropped my videos today on my channel, uh, my prediction on it, and um, for me, it's a pretty easy fight to predict. Uh, not that it's going to be an easy fight. Um, I think it's going to go six rounds. I Man, I think Ramirez stops him in round six. Um, right. From what I seen from both guys, um, I was really impressed with uh, Ramirez's footwork um, against Hooker. 
I thought that the footwork improved. I felt like his footwork was a little sloppy um, and his punches were also a little wild when he was under Freddie Roach. I feel like uh, some of those things have been cleaned up uh, under Garcia. And um, you've seen that a lot in the um, in the hooker fight. You've seen he was able to shift his weight back and forth really good, get in and out. Um, he was able to uh, – out. the reason why I bring up hooker is because hooker and, and Postal – uh, they they do a few things similar. They both have pretty active guards. Uh, they both like to like paw out there with a the jab to kind of see what you want to do with it, and then try to either snap you with a right hand or a left hook or or shoot a hard jab off of that. Um, Ramirez was able to figure that out pretty early against Hooker. Now the difference is Hooker was, uh, from what I noticed, he was leaning back from shots from Taylor. I mean from uh, Ramirez when he was coming in. Um, getting low and getting around that active guard of Hooker. Um, and that's how he ended up getting caught with that left hook. He was leaning right. back, got clipped, and then he was done. Um, with Postal, I, I see him, he, he kind of he, he leans forward too much. Um, when, he's, when, he's, when he's shooting his jab out there, that, that little pawing, probing jab that he likes to do. And if he's not throwing something hard after that, all he does is just try to grab you. And he's got his head uh, sticking straight up in the air. You know, right. Yeah. I see. I see overhand rights for days for Ramirez, man. I do for days for days, bro. I think he's going to be feeding him overhand rights uh, nonstop until Postal can't take him anymore. And um, I see a knockout coming, man. I really think that that's something that uh, Ramirez is going to expose. Um, you know, even looking at a, a fight in a guy who I think is a lot slower than uh, Ramirez, and that's uh, Pol- uh, not Postal, uh, Matisse. When Matisse fought Postal, he was able to do that a lot. But not only that, but he was he was shooting straight right hands to the body underneath that that uh, pawing jab of Postal's. Um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of head movement, so I see nothing but a knockout here, man. That's the way I see it. And, and Stormy says, sometimes even better than you beat them. All right? <laughs> so, so that's that for sure. Uh, I think Ramirez, this is from the Texan, I think Ramirez could beat Postal into a pulp without Robert in the corner. There'll be some fits in the in the first round, but eventually he'll find his way inside. He'll bob and weave inside. It's going to be a little too much, man. Like Hyprotype says, shout out to Hyprotype. He's like a jazz musician in there. All right, in that ring. Uh, Roy Jones mentioned that at one time, Chief Funky, about Postal stepping in too far. With the jab, okay. And speaking of jabs, what should people do to the to the to the like button, G Funky? Shoot that jab right at the like button, man. Absolutely. All right. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, a little later today, in a little bit about Deloya saying that Canelo is a savior of boxing. What? Like 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 they, like boxing's in dire need. We're going to be talking about that. If you want to call it the main event of the show or whatever, we're going to touch on that. So stay here. We've got a lot of great boxing content for you. All right. Uh, check it out, man. Road Undisputed. All right. Mm-hmm. 140, bro. Like, you know, like boxing fans, it's like promoters are always like, ah, because we're, we're trying to find what the fans want. Like, we're, we're always telling them. You know what I mean? Like, like well, what do you guys want? We want Undisputed. We want the best to fight the best. You know what? We're going to give you dumpster juice. Mm-hmm. What, like, what the hell's going on over here, right? What the hell's going on? So, you do you think it's going to happen, you funky? Assuming these guys win their next fights, it's not a guarantee, but more likely to happen. 
Yeah. Are they, I, even even though they're with top rank, bro, same promoter. Because should, that's not a guarantee, by the way. I just want to remind everybody, right? Bob Barham was bragging about how he's going to withhold Gamboa Juanma, okay? Because it wasn't smart business to do it now. I'm going to wait. I'm going to. And I think that's when the marinade term started, okay? People start using the word marinate because Bob Barham <laughs> said it. No, we're going to marinate or whatever the, the fight. You got to marinate it. Are we going to get it, G Funky? Is it going to happen? I think so, man. I think so. And Undisputed. It's- it's what we need, baby. Undisputed. I'm all for undisputed. Uh, I think that that's uh, one of the best accomplishments that you can you can do in the sport of boxing is to clean up the division, grab all the belts. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm that dude in this division. And if you want to, like Ric Flair says, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Right. And that makes you the man. You own all four belts in the division. I think it's I think it's a uh, a, a done deal, man. If if Ramirez and Taylor can get past their guys, right. I don't see I don't see what could stop it from happening. You know, I really don't. Right, right, right. And uh, that's a beautiful thing, man. One forty, man. Again, the last time we had undisputed was at one forty with Terrence Crawford. Uh, it looks like it could happen again at one forty. So I, I think it's going to happen, man. Wow, that's a bold statement, bro. That's a bold statement. But maybe you're right. Maybe we will get. Uh, I mean, look, look, we, we got Corona on the way. Okay, we got you know the sanctioning bodies in the way. We got a lot of things in the way. You know that can get in the way. So, so we will see. Shout out to uh, Ashy Knuckles on here, ninety two. Oh, cool. All right, and we got uh, Eight Rod on here as well. How is it going? Okay. Uh, shout out to you guys, man. Um, shout out to, uh, you know, check out yesterday's show at Punch of Chance, by the way. Okay, make sure you guys do that. All right. All right. Um, AG Funky. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, chat, you tell me, are we going to get undisputed? I want to know what the chat thinks. All right. Are we going to get undisputed? Is what I want to know. All right. But, but check it out, G Funky. I'm just going to put this up. That's all. All right. I'm going to put this up here. Give me a second. All right. Wait for it. Wait for it. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm I'm all messing this up right now. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. First of all, let's do this. Let's just, uh, so we can move on. Go ahead, you funky. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so anyway, moving on. All right. And Chief Funky, we're going to introduce right now uh, this new segment. All right. The Dumpster Juice of the Week. All right. (laughs) The Dumpster Juice of the Week. What's the Dumpster Juice of the Week, Chief Funky? Well, in in my opinion, the dumpster juice of the week is it's so bad that I don't even know who this guy's fighting. I don't even know the guy's name. But uh Edis Landi Lara, whoever this guy whoever this guy is that you're fighting, uh this is a, a dumpster juice of a fight. Uh I can't believe it's a main event on on network television. Uh 
it's a terrible fight, man. It's it's literally what what it says here on the screen. Dumpster juice, man. And uh it's disappointing, man, to see it. Uh Lada should be in there with somebody else. Um I don't know why he's not trying to get a rematch with Hurd. I don't see what's stopping that. Uh but this is what we get, man, on network television. Uh, I'm just glad that Ramirez and Postal is here finally after that fight was canceled a number of times, at least two times from, from right. what I can remember. Yeah. And we get this main event on network television. It's it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Um, Lara, you, I mean, you're, <laughs> your time is real short, man, in the sport. So you should be trying to run it back with Hurd. Or or taking on somebody else, man. Like this guy, like who is this guy? Can somebody tell me who this guy is that he's fighting? Like, I don't even know this dude's name. He's fighting V for Vendetta, bro. What do you mean? He's got a movie, bro. V for Vendetta, bro. <laughs> That's what he's fighting. I swear to God. That's what he's fighting. You guys can look it up. Tell me I'm lying. Look it up. Oh man. Go look I'm it up even... and tell me I'm lying. I'm going to record it, man, but I'm just, I don't know, man. It might be one of those things I watch late night Saturday after all the other fights are over. Man, you're, 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 a, you're, you're one of those, um, you know, boxing simps, bro. You're going to be watching that shit live, bro. Don't <laughs> lie, bro, okay? You're going to be there watching the shit live. He's fighting Greg Vendetti, bro. V for Vendetti, bro. Okay, Vendetta. You know what I'm talking about? What's up, Chief oh, Funky? Man, I think I see Vendetta right there hanging on the outside of that dumpster right there, man. This is dumpster juice, and uh, I'm through with it, man. It is, bro. <laughs> I'm through with it, man. Uh, this is bad. I mean, who do you – in his last one, he fought uh, uh, Ramon, right? Ramon Alvarez. The, uh, Ramon, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. That was another dumpster dumpster juice of a fight. Uh so yeah, man. A uh, lot of man, you got to get busy, dude. You your time is is almost done in the sport. So you better be trying to get some smoke with somebody real at this point, man. You're just wasting time, wasting your legs on on these little dumpster juice fights, man. I'm through with it. You know what's gonna be dumpster juice if he don't do something soon, bro? All right, dude. Crawford's resume, bro. Like, look, <laughs> I love Crawford, bro. Like, I, like, look, man. I, I'm at a point where he's got to do something, bro. He's got to do something soon. Yes. Look, look, man. Like, after after what happened to Horn, unless this is the only thing that could kind of redeem it a little bit. If, if, if like Tim Zoo ends up like dominating the division and dominating everybody. We could step back and be like, oh man, well, Tim Zoo was a little better than we thought. Unless that happens, it's not good for Crawford's resident. I know the talent is there. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not looking good, bro. Like the, the resume is taking a hit. And, and now Victor Posto, that's another dude on Crawford's resume. If he gets knocked out and Ramirez dominates him, what what do we say about the, the resume, bro? Yeah, it's getting bad. It's getting pretty bad. Um, all the good things that we've we've given Crawford credit for are really starting to fade. You know, as 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 the years have gone by. Oh, I should or should I say, ever since he's moved up to one forty seven, um, it's been pretty bad. He needs he needs to fight somebody, man. Whether it be Kel Brook, Keith Thurman, 
uh, Sean Porter. Hell, I'll take Mikey Garcia. Somebody, you know, like you got to get in there with somebody, dude. Uh, no more, no more bullshit. You know, no more of this other stuff. Uh, uh, demanding money or or ace trying to a side the hell out of guys. You know, let's let's get in the ring. And let's fight, man. You know, right and, right. and Crawford's in a rare position, man. And I'm gonna say this. I know it's it's unpopular right now because we were all a little mad at Crawford for what he's been doing, but he's in a rare position where he could he could actually unify two divisions. No, like, I, I think he's that good. I think he could yeah. beat a lot of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just gotta do it. Like just because I say it, just because you say it, that doesn't mean it's gonna happen. He's actually gotta get in there and do it. But that will be a hell of an accomplishment if he unifies 140. Well, he already did that. He right. goes up to 147 and, and could un, be undisputed there. Like that's he's he's it's right there for him, man. He just got to do it. You know, he's hey, coming for he's coming it. for you, G. Funky. Hey, Robert let's get Kirk. it. Let's get it on, baby. I've been training, man. I'm ready. Let's go. G. <laughs> <laughs> Funky's doing ten rounds already, bro. Like, well, what's up? What's up, Crawford? You know what I mean? He's ready to throw those hands, like these young kids say nowadays. I'm going to throw these hands. Throw these right? hands, bro. So, A-Rod, uh, send Mikey ass whoops to 140. And, and which brings me to this, bro. All right? Which brings me to this. If you guys have any questions, shoot them. I, I had a conversation with BFTBS already on this channel, okay? You guys can check it out, right? This is what we talked about. I want your thoughts on this, Chief Monkey, all right? What's up? All right. So some people will say, hey, well, why shouldn't Gary Russell fight Crawford, right? Because first of all, who the hell is Crawford fighting? He's not fighting anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Gary Russell's punking him. You know what I mean? And, and at this point, I mean, Gary's got no, I mean, um, Crawford's got no choice but, but, but to fight him. You know what I mean? Like he's got to fight him because he can't let this little dude punk him like that. He's punking him right now, G Funky, right? He's slapping him around and shit. What what is Crawford supposed to do at this point? What are your thoughts on that? Oh man, you know, I'm not for it, man. <laughs> I'm just not for it. Uh, if Crawford doesn't fight anybody at 147, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna go and fight some guy who fights at 126, like. Come on, man. That that is the epitome of dumpster juice. If that happens, like right. no doubt about it. Uh, I don't want to see that fight. I'm sorry, man. I know there's some people that are saying that you should just take the fight. With no, man, don't don't do that. Fight somebody at 147. Fight somebody real at 147, yeah. and then we could stop talking about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, it's it's getting pretty annoying, man. I have to say, I'm getting pretty annoyed by the whole situation, man. Let's let's step it up, Crawford. I'm tired of waiting. Absolutely, man. Make sure you guys throw a jab at the like button. This is the August 26th edition of HCP, HCP 24. Uh, we'll have some Thill Media on here in a little bit for the prospect watch. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about uh, Canelo, bro. You know what I mean? About Canelo. Let me first put up this picture, bro. This is the most annoying picture. Okay. <laughs> Dude. Like, this picture annoys the shit out of me, dude. All right? I'm going to put it up. You know exactly what I'm talking about, you funky. Oh, right? yeah. This is the most annoying picture. <laughs> right? 
Whatever it is, it annoys me. Okay. Like, well, like, well, like I, I get, oh, he's cracking his neck, bro. He's ready to throw down. You know what I mean? Uh, against urine, bro. Against the anvil, bro. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's right. He's he's, but, he's 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 channeling his inner Bruce Lee. You know, anytime Bruce Lee was ready to fight in a movie, he started cracking his neck and his bones and everything. Right, 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 right. Right. That's what he's doing right there. You know. <laughs> Crack, crack. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on over here? Uh, BTB, uh, just stump him out. He's not fighting nobody. Why not? He, uh, saying someone isn't gonna, uh, saying fight someone isn't gonna help because he's not, says BFTB. And I appreciate super chat, of course. Chicana Prophet says, I agree, he should fight a legit 147, but I'm already used to not getting what I want in boxing. Damn, J- that's a jaded boxing fan right there, Chicano. <laughs> right, so so there you go. A Texan, uh, maybe because they're trying to make him look like a Mexican Tyson in that shot. Okay, yeah. you say so. Voz la guitarra mía al despertar la mañana. Quiere cantar su alegría, mi tierra mexicana. Like that or what? Like, <laughs> like that Chicano or what? Huh? Now, with well, that said. It's not about the savior of boxing, bro. According to De La Hoya, uh, we're going to go over these tweets right here, if you don't mind, G-Funky. All right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Plus, I get to get rid of this picture. So there it go. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya says, oh, what the hell happened? Okay. It's an effing embarrassment that sports star fans are flocking to baseball and the UFC and largely ignoring the greatest sport in the world. I have been working tirelessly day and night with our partners at the zone to get Canelo fight done ASAP and get our sport back on track. He also said, if anyone doubted how badly boxing needs Canelo, the sport's biggest star back in the ring, look no further than the terrible ratings from boxing on network TV the last few weeks. So there you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so, so what are your thoughts on these tweets from Asi Deloya, G Funky? Give us your thoughts. Don't hold back. This is HCP. Okay, I don't want to hear no politically correct shit. Tell me what do you think. Well, I think that uh, to say that, where is it? Let me see. The terrible okay. ratings. The, look no further than the terrible ratings from boxing on network television the last few weeks. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about there. I mean, look, I understand Canelo is is the he's the main guy in the sport right now. He's the most popular guy in the sport. There's no doubt about that. Can't deny that. But my question is like, what do you mean terrible ratings? Like like I checked the ratings for for the the PBC the last two two uh shows that they had uh when they had James versus Delorme, like that fight did I think like 1.2 it peaked at 1.2 million. Right. Uh, same thing with Crawford Formella. Uh, I think it averaged about a million uh, people watching. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about there. Uh, he's wrong about that. But um, I mean, of course, if 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 we could get Canelo in the ring, of course that's going to get people excited. Right. Uh, but it's got to be against somebody good. I mean, uh, his last fight, he fought, uh, he fought against uh, Kovalev, and. Right. 
Yes, Kovyalev. Kovyalev. This the you. You're supposed to pronounce it correct. It's let's 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 just really quick. Hold hold your thought. I'm gonna go back to you, but we need to get this right. Okay, we need to show our respect. Okay, to Kovyalev. Okay, you gotta put the letters in it. Okay, so it's Kovyalev. Okay, remember the go ahead, you fucking try it. Kovyalev. 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 When he fought Kovyalev, uh, uh, I had people, <laughs> I had people asking me, calling me, like, like who, who is this guy that Canelo's fighting? Like, like yeah. they didn't even know he was fighting. Like, I was getting calls the day of. Like, I heard Canelo's fighting. Who's this guy? Who is he? You know. So, so I mean, people, people, no doubt about it. People get excited anytime he's got a fight uh, set. But it's got to be against somebody with a big name. Now, Oscar, you got a, a golden opportunity here because people, again, they're sitting at home from the pandemic and things like that. You could get a lot of eyes on a fight, but he's got to. Right. It's got to be with somebody that people know. That's that's yeah. what I'm going to say. But I I disagree with what Oscar said about the ratings. Like that's good ratings for, uh, I mean, guys that are relatively unknown. I mean, Sean Porter is is pretty known, but he's not right. like the biggest name in boxing. So I disagree with 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 him saying that the ratings were terrible. Yeah, well, there you go, man. Fighting Green Beans, aka Mean Machine, in a rematch. I don't know if anybody wants to see that, bro. I just don't know. Chicano Prophet says news is that negotiations with Smith and Billy Joe Saunders are back on, and we are going to touch on that because hey, is it going to be on November to remember? Uh, let's bring in Sonteo here really quick, by the way. How's it going, Sonteo? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? How you doing, G-Funky? What's up, bro? I'm doing well, man. Good. good. Absolutely, man. Uh, uh, glad to have you on. Um, what are your thoughts on Deloya saying that boxing needs Canelo back? That's why it's suffering. That's why the ratings are low because Canelo ain't on TV. You know what I mean? First of all, the dude ain't even on TV. He wouldn't affect the ratings anyway. He's on an app. But that's that's besides the point. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Sonteo? I go back and forth on Oscar. Sometimes he puts on the promoter hat and, uh, you know, they lie between their teeth and just say things that are out of character. So I love him as a fighter. I love him as a person. But sometimes as a promoter, he, he kind of pulls that Bob Arum stuff on you and and. You know when they they can't look at you with a straight face. You know they're you know they're doing their promoter thing. So it is what it is. Canelo's about to fight. <laughs> a bladder infection, bro. Yo, oh man, man, Anvil urine just sound like like there's something wrong with you, bro. Like you go to the ER and shit, right? Like what's <laughs> wrong, man? I don't know, man. I got some like. You know, Advil urine, like <laughs> so. Oh man, I don't can know. You just, can you just imagine your doctor what he would say, like, oh, wait, wait a minute, you got you got an Advil urine, like. <laughs> <laughs> man, what's going on over here, bro? What's going on with Canelo, dude? 
right? Plus, still, I would love, I would love for them to cancel this damn fight. Let's do, you know, Callum Smith. Let's do Billy Joe Saunders. Okay. Yeah. Like the No Limit song, bro. Billy Ho, what you hey. gonna do? And, Billy Ho, what you gonna do? Are you gonna sign the contract? Are you gonna do that or not? That's what all I want to know. Is he gonna sign a contract, you fucking? I don't know, man, but what I, what I want to say to the Canelo fans out there, man, put some pressure on Billy Joe. The man tweeted out, he said he's so confident that he'll beat Canelo that they don't have to pay him unless he wins the fight. So make sure you go to Twitter, his Twitter, and remind him of that if he gets the fight. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I also want to announce to you guys, we're going to have ATP uncensored after Hispanics causing panic on my channel. All right, this is the show. You know, this is what goes to leave it in the ring. You know, this is our, you know, setup show and all that. Uh, but but uh, HCP uncensored at Chief Funky's channel. All right. Every time after HCP, you got to go to Chief Funky's channel. HCP uncensored. That's where we'll, we'll drop links. We could really go in. We can like you know what I mean. It, it's going to be uncensored. You know what I mean? Like just like that. So just let you guys know. Um, let, let, I want to go ahead and go to this prospect watch. We can always continue on the Canelo talk, but you know, we have Sontel here. Uh, let me go ahead and play uh, this clip here, Sontel, and then you can kind of elaborate a little more for us, all right? Sounds good. All right, cool. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just wanted to do a prospects of the week, starting with Robert Biggie Rodriguez, who is a uh, bantamweight out of San Antonio with a pro record of 9 and 0. At BiggieJR underscore, if you want to follow him on Instagram. He came in on a five-day notice uh, in July for top rank uh, for one of their summer series events and knocked out an undefeated fighter from Phoenix, Arizona, Adrian Sharkey Sedevin. And then he just last week, he uh, stopped one. He knocked out uh, one of Bomax fighters there at the bubble in Las Vegas as well. So... Robert Bigger Rodriguez, 9-0 from San Antonio. He fights at Bantamweight. He started at flyweight at 112 uh, in his pro career, but then uh, I think taking these fights on a last minute, he's been making the cut down to a, he's been making 118. So um, one of the one of the prospects that's taken advantage of uh, the top ranked summer series and uh, top ranks cards there at the bubble in Las Vegas. He just, Adrian Servin is that 9-0 fighter that he beat. And then Abel Soriano was a Bomax fighter. And then on this week's Prospects of the Week, two fighters out of Fontana, California, uh, that will be fighting on the Jose Ramirez Victor Posto undercard are uh, Ray Danger Murataya, who is 9-0. He's signed to top rank. Uh, he's only recently signed to top rank. He's been an independent He's been independent for uh, the majority of his pro career. At Ray underscore Murataya1. He fights at 140. He, uh, does, t he does tons of sparring here at most of the local gyms in Southern California. And there you see him in the picture with Robert Garcia. So he'll be fighting uh, this Saturday. His brother, uh, who's a super bantamweight, uh, will be fighting this Saturday as well. He, he's nicknamed El Maestro because he is a uh, preschool teacher. And uh, also was able to come in on on the uh, summer series for top rank as well, and delivered. So he is going to be fighting this Saturday as well. 
He's 4-0. Like I mentioned, he's a super bantamweight. He fights at 122. He's been a pro since uh, 2019. Gabriel Murataya. You can find him on Instagram at San underscore Gabriel underscore. And then another fighter to look out for from El Paso, Texas is Abel Mendoza. He's 23-0. and He trains in San Diego. He's been a pro since 2016. And you can find him on Instagram. I am King Abel. Uh, for Hispanics Causing Panic by D-Style and G-Funky, you can find them every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on uh, Pacific Standard Time on the Leave It in the Ring Network. Thank you. That's right. Shout out to everybody in the Leave It in the Ring Network, everybody who watches there or listens there, I should say, as well. Um, man, Al Paso, that dude's going to go a long way, but he's from El Paso, Texas. You know what I mean? I just saw I just saw him spar yesterday. He was uh, sparring another guy who's prepping for for a fight here in San Diego, and I, I, uh, I, I got a chance to see him in the gym. So a lot of talent, a lot of talent. No doubt about that. Before we go back to Canelo, uh, out of all these guys, I mean, obviously the different levels of prospects here. Mm-hmm. Some of them have a few fights. Some of them have over twenty fights. Obviously, as we saw. Uh, but even then, which one of those guys are you looking at that you could say, you know what, that's the guy to look out for? Ray Danger Murataya. Murataya for sure. Yeah, okay. 140. And, I, and, and the reason I say this is because uh, uh, the, the people that he spars, you know, he's, 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 he'll, he'll go in there with the Virgil Ortizes. He'll go in there with the Jose Ramirez. He'll go in right. there with the even young, hungry guys like Ruben Rodriguez from Indio. So, so the fact that he's already holding his own against those top level champions, forget about it. That guy, that guy's, okay. that guy's got a beast. I don't, if I had to pick one out of all of them, I like them all, but if I had to pick one, I'd go with that guy. Absolutely. And by the way, guys, uh, make sure you throw a chat on my like button. Um, prospect watch, you know, we'll bring this back. We'll let some tail come in, you know, talk about some prospects and stuff like that. So you guys be able to look out. A lot of people don't understand what a prospect is. Okay. And, and, and uh, the biggest pet peeve of mine, and a lot of dudes that I'm cool with even don't use the term prospect correctly. And what seems to happen a lot with people that watch boxing on TV, they, they think the boxing universe is a lot smaller than what it really is, right? So you're, you're watching guys on TV and, you know, may, someone's not as good as Mayweather and all of a sudden you don't think they're that good. Or they, you know, they don't have the offense of a Pacquiao or the punch out, but you don't think they're that good. Or um, There's people that still call Devin Haney and Teofimo Lopez prospects. You know what I mean? No. Those dudes aren't prospects, bro. Those dudes no. have, have been, you know, prospects before you even enter the contender stage. Like you're still in development. You're still being like, built and crafted you ain't ready to step up yet you're being you know you're slowly being built and you can still be a prospect even when you're in the top 10 but but once you're in title contention you're not a prospect anymore you know the way i see it once the development stage is over it's over you know not to say that fighters can't keep improving they can uh, but what are your thoughts on that g funky yeah i agree man i agree with everything you guys just said um couldn't have said it any better. Um, yeah, it does. It's kind of funny to hear people say Haney and and, and Teofimo are, are still prospects, man. But uh, yeah, man, uh, that's good stuff there, uh, Santeo. Um, I seen that dude. Didn't one of those guys, uh, uh, El Maestro, he fought on uh, in the bubble recently, didn't he? Yeah, he 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 has he got a lot of uh, a lot of attention because I guess he's a preschool teacher. So they were actually trying to get his brother 
uh, on the card, but his brother Ray had to start working because they're in the middle of the pandemic and they needed some help around the house with income. So Ray was not in gym. He was not in, he was in fight ready mode. So they actually brought in the brother, the, the, the 122 brother. And, uh, and the fact that he's a, uh, a preschool teacher when had we not been going through the pandemic, you know, that it just brought a lot of attention to them. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, man. Those kids better not act up. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, All right, man. Well, good stuff, bro. Uh, We'll we'll kind of, you know, continue the series. Of course, you guys can write those names down, man, because I guarantee you're going to be seeing these guys, you know, once you're developed and, and stuff like that. Some of them, look, man, you you could you could get ten prospects, okay? Because I've done this for a long time. You could get ten dudes, right? And like half of them aren't going to make it. Like half of them are going to get exposed, or you know whatever it is, because they could look the part. But then you know once they kind of you know deal with certain you know things in the ring, once they step up, they don't look as good. You know what I mean? So we will see how it goes. Stay on the lookout for that. Write down those names and keep an eye on them and remember who told you about them. So they'll hear on Hispanic Cause and Panic. Check it out. That's right. Oscar De La Hoya. Here's my issue with Oscar De La Hoya. Okay? All right, here's my issue with Oscar De La Hoya. I'm not sure if something fell off, or, but that's cool. Um, I think he just had time for the prospect watch. So, um, Oscar De La Hoya, here's my issue with him, man. What are you doing? Like, stop talking about, like, you know what's funny, G-Funky? He's over here talking about everybody else and how they're not living up to anything. What the hell has he done? What is he doing? Right. You have one fucking card, bro, that I know that I could think of. One, one, right? That's it. You've had one card. You can't get shit done. Your app isn't causing any noise because, no, you know, it's a fucking app, bro. Right? You're making no noise yourself. So who are you, dude? Even if you don't like Top Rank, even if you're not the biggest Bob Arum fan, right? At least Bob Arum is doing something. What the fuck is this guy doing? At least Bob Arum got that damn... Teofimo Lopez against Lomachenko on ESPN. And it's going to get more damn freaking watches than, than, than anything you got on the zone. More views. I, should, I just said watches, bro. More views than what are you going to get on the zone. All right? Any fight you put on the zone. That fight's going to be huge. The reason a boxing car is not doing big views, it's reflective of what, you, what you're giving them. You're not giving them big fights. All right? You give them foregone conclusions, thinking not even the, the, the big boxing fans, not even the hardcores are going to tune in because they already know what's going to happen. You can't even get the hardcores to tune in. What makes you think casuals are going to tune in? What makes you think that? But what are you doing, Oscar? What are you doing? What do you got to offer? You're just bitching and complaining, all right? Pretty much. And you're blaming everything on the fact that Canelo, Canelo hasn't fought yet. Well, you're his promoter, last I checked. Why don't you get the damn fight done? Why don't you get it signed? Why don't you get it done, Oscar? Why don't you give a son better than Anvil Urine, Anvil the Nightheart? (laughs) 
Why don't you get us something better than that? Why don't you get us something better than that? Oscar de la Hoya, quiero que te lo diga en español, te lo digo en español. ¿Qué estás haciendo tú para el boxeo? ¿Qué estás haciendo tú para hacer lo mejor para este deporte? ¿Qué estás haciendo tú? What are you doing? You ain't bringing shit to the table. You ain't contributing anything to the table. Nothing. What have they done? They're giving us one card. Okay, and we all knew uh, Virgil Ortiz was going to beat the shit out of that dude. So what have you given us? Ryan Garcia, Nate, you know, uh, I was going to say Nate, Luke Campbell. Good job. Good fight. I, I'll, I'll give you that one. Okay, we've got to wait for it, but it's all right. Canelo against freaking somebody Google's never heard of shit. Someone say Anvil Neuron to, to the fucking Google. Someone try it in the chat. See, see what they tell you. Come back. Give me the results. Come and read it to me after you say it. I'm curious to know what the hell it reads and what it says. Please. Oscar the lawyers over here pointing fingers and, you know, like, do. All right. First of all, the Fox ratings weren't that bad. What do you mean everyone's flocking to baseball? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, the Tuesday Thursday fights did just as much as baseball is doing. Okay, so so like I don't know, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. The reason the Porter fight didn't do as much on Fox because it wasn't that good of a fight, dude. That's why it's gonna do less for the Lara fight. It's predictable. It's not that big of a. It's not. There's no threat to Lara. Lara's fighting V for Vendetta, bro. <laughs> All right, so. And don't be a hypocrite, Oscar. Don't be a hypocrite. What are you doing, though? What are you bringing? At least Eddie Hearn, sure, he's doing shit in his backyard, but at least he's doing some. What are you doing? What are you bringing to the table, Oscar De La Hoya? What are you bringing? Can somebody tell me what he's bringing to the table? Anybody? His sparring partner? <laughs> TV says he just went to Waterberg and the dude in the drive-thru said, I'm fighting Bud next. <laughs> Let me tell you something, bro. Find a dude with the last name Miller. Anybody. Right? Top rank will do that fight. All right? Miller versus Bud. The fight you've been waiting for. Right? Don't make it happen. All right? Got to be an alcoholic to get that one, G-Funky. But it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right? What's your, what's your name? My name is uh, John Miller. Like, what do you do for a living? I'm an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Miller from the Steve Miller band versus Bud. <laughs> what about Reggie Miller, like BFTB said? Okay, Bud. <laughs> I think Reggie, Reggie will come through in the, the clip. fight we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Oscar the lawyer honestly believes, right? He honestly believes that if Canelo fights, all of a sudden, like, the ratings are going to go up. Everything's going to just be fixed overnight, right? That's what he thinks. Right now, we're comparing crap that boxing's been giving us to the best that the UFC has to offer. It's not a fair comparison, right? When Teofimo Lopez fights Lomachenko and it destroys any ratings, all right, that UFC has done, come talk to me. All right? Best believe it. 
any UFC ratings. You know how I know? Because when they actually put a fight that people give a damn about on Fox, it does more numbers than UFCs to do on Fox, bro. UFC didn't do bigger numbers than boxing when they were on Fox. Mm-hmm. PBC was crushing their numbers when they first came aboard. Just got to give people fights that they give a fuck about. That's all you got to do. What are your final thoughts on this whole Canelo thing, G-Funky? I mean, he's got a golden opportunity uh, to to really make some noise uh, before the year's over. Um, we'll see if he does it, man. Uh, I don't like the Anvil Nightheart matchup. I'm sorry, I just don't like it. I'm good with Billy Joe. I'm good with uh, uh, Smith. I'm good with those fights. You want to hear a fucking complaint out of me about those fights, and those are good fights. Um, but you can't put him in there with with uh, Anvil Urine and and right. then say, oh, yeah, now the sport's back, bro. You know, and I don't know what he's talking about flocking to baseball. I mean, maybe he's talking about those baseballs. He's trying to sniff up his nose or something. I don't know, but uh, he's tripping, man. Uh, we, he needs to give us something good. He's got an opportunity here, man, to uh, to do something uh, with Canelo. He is the biggest name in the sport, no doubt. But if you want to, if you want to really put people on notice about boxing put him in there with somebody good that's it right well um with that said guys we're, we're gonna wrap um this one up pretty much a uh, shout out to be to be the texan chicano prophet uh, Buck crawford versus uh the space cowboy book hmm. interesting canelo versus Bud crawford i mean <laughs> Canelo would have to drop to at least 160 for that. But if they were to do that, that would be huge. But, yeah, I don't think – I think Canelo stops Crawford, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that fight won't go the distance. But with that said, all right, um, did you want to do the uncensored right now, G-Funky? Let's do it, man. All right, we're going to be on G-Funky's channel. We're going to do HCP Uncensored. That's at G-Funky's channel. Right, so that's that. This is D Style Boxing, and we're out. Peace.